Good evening and welcome into another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopton, C70 at the bat at C70 on Twitter. With me, usually, Tara Wellman, uh, Tara Wellman Nichols. Sorry, I continue occasionally to forget <laughs> the last name. It's been about a year now. I should have that down. Um, but Tara's had some 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 time away, uh, some things going on, and she's not been able to do the show. And hopefully soon we'll be back into that saddle. Um, but tonight, well, I'm going to try to fly solo. This has been a long time since I've done a solo show, and I imagine it will be kind of rusty, and we'll see if we go the whole half an hour or not. But uh, if you've ever wanted to hear just me, then I guess you're in good shape, but I can't imagine why you would ever wanted that. Happy Mother's Day to all those out there. I hope you've had a good day with your mother if she is still with you. Uh, and as Mike Shannon would say, happy birthday to all the mothers out there. Um, we, uh, come to you. I come to you, uh, after the Cardinals have split with the giants and going into the series, you kind of like, if you say, okay, the Cardinals are going to split. You, yeah, okay. That's fine. That makes sense. You're going out to California. You're playing a four game series. Those things are tough. The giants are a good team, but when the first two, you kind of hope to, take at least one of the next two Cardinals then get kind of beat up and blown out on um, Saturday and scuffle on Sunday. Um, as we continue to have this, you know, it, it, the offense came around a little bit this week. We saw him put 10 games, 10 runs up on the giants and or not the giants on the Royals before going out to Cal- to California and then putting up, what, seven, eight, I think, in the first game of that series, putting up, you know, seven or so on um, on Saturday, even when they got beat. So the offense is still finding its way, but it feels like it's getting a little bit better overall, right? Yadier Molina has raised his average about 30 for 40 points, um, which was a long way down there. It's still not great, but, you know, it feels like, things are starting to come around. We've seen some good things out of Dylan Carlson. Um, and obviously the biggest story of the week was Juan Yepes being promoted and immediately taking to the major leagues. Um, he has hit his first home run today after promising his mother that he would. And she's in the, I mean, great story. She's in the store in the stands. He says he's going to do his best to hit a home run for her. And he hits his first major league home run, which gives the Cardinals a, a brief two to nothing lead. That's part of the problem as we've seen this week with the Cardinals is when they have scored, when they've either taken a lead or even cut into a deficit, um, they've immediately turned it back around. And it's, I don't want to say that we're seeing what we saw last year, which is where the pitching, you know, started off fairly strong and then started to slide. And we hit that, you know, terrible, you know, June where nobody could win. They could win any games, but uh, you know, there's been a few, a few cracks this week, including most notably with Steven Matz giving up eight runs in two innings, you know, games like that are going to happen. You hate to see them happen in a place like, you know, what do they call that now? Was AT&T park? I don't think it is an Oracle park. I don't know. It's San Francisco's place. They change these names all the time, and I'm too old to keep up with all this stuff. 
but um, it should come to mind. It doesn't, but you know, I've always thought that that was more of a pitching friendly park and to, you know, give up eight runs in the first two innings of a place is not great. Now, granted when the wind's blowing and things like that difference can make a difference, but um, you know, I think that's probably what we'll see some with Steven Matz, right? I mean, he's kind of signed as a three, you know, should have been like a three starter on this team and maybe a four, depending on how everything shakes out. You know, those kind of guys are not necessarily going to go out there and give you amazing starts every time out. You hope that they do it, you know, more than half the time. And so far, you know, we've seen good things out of Steven Matz. He also came off of the bereavement list, you know, that did change his routine, you know, um, Maybe there's something to that. Maybe it's just a bad matchup. Who knows? Um, I, I did, didn't get to see much of that game. Um, and so, you know, by the time I think by the time I turned it on, it was already. Oh, now I take that back. I watched the beginning of that because I remember seeing the Grand Slam, which was not good. Um, and then to, to see them turn around and then put up four more was frustrating, to say the least. Um but anyway, we've, you know, and I apologize. We are going to be all over the place in this because this is you know, purely stream of consciousness. It's not like I actually write anything down on a normal basis. And then I'm just going to probably follow thoughts and maybe maybe they'll be fully incomplete ones. Maybe they won't be, um, but we'll see. But um, yeah, we, we've seen a little bit of, of resurgence in offense. And we've obviously seen that there was a little bit of a possibility. I don't think it was a great possibility, but there was a, probably a little bit of a possibility that Juan Yepes' time in St. Louis would have been more of a cameo than um, a full-time thing, right? You know, as Edmundo Sosa, who's interesting, has, still have not heard anything about him. I assume we'll hear as the Cardinals get back into St. Louis. I think we talked about this on, on usual. We haven't heard anything from him, but he stayed back in St. Louis most likely. Um, when the team gets back into town you know, tonight, probably back by now, but you know, starting tomorrow and, and Tuesday, we'll probably hear a little bit more. And maybe he's ready to return to the, to the, to the roster. But, you know, there was this idea, this possibility that, you know, Yepes gets his little, you know, gets his feet wet. Then Sosa comes back and they swip that around. Um, I think it's pretty clear that that's not going to happen, at least not immediately. Um, going into today, Yep is a seven for 16. He goes, what, did he go two for four today? Let me pull that box score up real quick. Um, I know at one point he was hitting 500 on his young career uh, before making another out. Uh, he went two for three today. So he's in 474 uh, in his five games so far has a has a home run has three doubles uh granted two of them were a little bit of, a, of those bloop doubles that he had in his first game but still this is more the offense than we've seen out of a lot of these bats so far and having another bat whether it's just the league trying to figure him out or whatever you you got to ride the the hot hand as much as you can and to all credit, you know, Ollie Marmol has done that. Um, he's, you know, put him in the starting lineup the whole time, whether it's a DH or in the outfield. Um, you know, he he's produced um, and you just keep it going. So I don't know. I don't know what the move is when Sosa gets healthy. You know, it might be Brendan Donovan going down. I know Kyle um, 
Reese has been talking about how Donovan needs to play regularly if he's going to be up here. And I think that's a, a fair point. Um, but Donovan's been more of that bench bat and in fact has fewer at bats um, this season than, than Yepes does. And Yepes has been here five days. Um, so I imagine that's the move if Sosa's healthy. Um, but Yepes seems to be here at least for a while. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to bring to this, this team. And so far, so good, right? I mean, you, anybody that can hit on a regular basis is more than welcome in this lineup. Um, because there's a few guys that aren't. Um, you know, after a strong start, Kisner str- struggled a little bit. Um, you know, he's down to, to 209 as, a, as an average. But, you know... And, feels like and i'd have to pull that up and that's also what you're going to have to deal with a lot of times i can do this while somebody else is talking but that's not an option tonight unfortunately unless you want me to pause and let you fill in the gaps that i'm not maybe that's what i should have done is a uh, you know interactive you can talk to your podcast um just leave the gaps there and see um but anyway um kisner has has played more Obviously, we talked about that at Mutual as well, that he's played more than a lot of backups have. But it's, you know, he had two hits in the first game of May, hasn't had one since. Um, It's kind of a little bit of a struggle, whether that's because of, you know, playing um, too much. I don't know. No, I don't want to say too much. Um, I don't know if he's just getting that used to it or the, or the league's figuring him out a bit now, now that they are seeing more of him uh, and they have to plan for him. Right. I mean, is a bench bat for the Cardinals has got to be low on the prior bench catcher bat um, has to be low on the priority of anybody that's doing game planning for the Cardinals. But if, you know, if Kisner's going to play more often, people are going to consider him more and then have to, he'll have to make the adjustments and we'll see if he can. I don't no reason why he can't. Um, but, you know, early on in the season, it felt like he was really contributing and being a major part of this um, offense. And it's, it struggled a little bit as of late, which again, he's not the only one, um, but he seems to be trending down a little bit versus maybe some of the others like, like Dylan Carlson seems to be starting to find his stroke a little bit. Uh, Tyler O'Neill had a pretty good week. Um, although we have not heard as far as I know, the uh, results of his arbitration hearing, at least that's out of the way uh, for him now. Paul Goldschmidt starting to hit and Nolan, you know, not necessarily player of the month level, but he's still hitting well enough. Um, there's enough there that you could see a decent offense coming on as long as the pitching staff holds. And that's where we wonder, right? I mean, we saw what Matt's did. I'm, you know, Dakota Hudson, he's got to throw strikes. He had trouble with that today. Um, walking four guys. Uh, in fact, it's a line score. You're not used to, you're not used to seeing Cardinals pitchers walk to seven guys and only struck out one. And that was uh, the only strikeout came when Gallegos pitched the eighth inning. Um, it, it's a little bit surprising, especially with the guys that ran out there that you didn't see at least a few more Ks. Um, and that was a, a fascinating stat that was out there about Hudson, at least for a while. He wound up throwing 80, 83 pitches, but at least as of, I guess, pitch 77, I think, he'd had two swing and misses. Um, 
I we know that Hudson doesn't have huge strikeout stuff, and he's going to get by with the defense. Um, you know that said, if you're going to get by on your defense, you can't walk four guys. Um, you can't be continually racking up, you know, high pitch counts and and struggling to get through anything. Um, of course, the one of the few strikes he did throw was hit out of the ballpark. So I guess you know maybe there's that. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what's. I mean, Hudson is obviously still very talented, still very good, um, but he worries me. Always has. Um, and I, I just feel like it's, he, you know, there's going to be nights where he's on and he's going to be getting, you know, ground balls and he's going to be, you know, moving right along. And then there's going to be nights where the ball's fine, the holes. And I just feel like that's kind of a coin flip of which Hudson you're going to get each week or each outing. Um, it's also a little bit disconcerting to see, you know, Hennessy Cabrera come in to a tie game and give up a home run. Um, he's given up, if I'm right, let me pull this up again. Uh, he has given up, I think he's given up four homers this year. If I, I want to see if I can't find it right now. Yes, four home runs uh, this year, which is his career high in much fewer innings than he's ever pitched before. Um, you know, uh, that's about it. I mean, he's given up 10 hits. It's just that four of them have left the yard. And that's all he's ever given up. It's four solo home runs. Which should be, I don't know. I mean, if he's in high leverage situations, it's a little concerning when, you know, four of, you know, you never never know if there's a, there's a decent chance he's going to home run. I guess it's put it that way. Um, you know, 75% of the time, sure, he's going to be fine. Um, but <laughs> those, those home runs are going to hurt, especially when he's in high leverage situations. Um, I don't know what all that's about. Um his strikeout rate just at a glance is down because I mean, I'm looking at strikeouts for innings pitched, which is probably, it's not technically strikeout rate, but you know what I'm saying? Um, Cause usually he's averaging at least a strikeout an inning this year. He's it's more like 0.75 um, without digging into, and I'm sure there's, there's people that'll be, you know, Ben Rudy or, um, some of the, you know, anybody else that's tied in with the, the fan graph stuff. I'm sure there will be some articles at some point I've written about this, but um, you know, overall his ERA is good and he's, he's got a number of good outings. Let me pull up his game logs real quick. Um, you know, but he had a stretch from, he had one, two, three, four, five games in a row, didn't give up anything. But before that he had home runs in both two games. And then in May he's given up He's pitched three games, and two of them he's given up a home run. See, again, the only hit he gave up, and the one game he pitched the the sixth against the Giants, which was, what, Friday night? Um, and he gave, pitched two innings and gave up three hits and nothing. I mean, they could say all the stuff in the ballpark. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Um, but, you know, there, that feels like that's a like a crack that could widen at some point in time. Um, and it could be, hopefully that they, you know, figure out a, a tweak or a mechanic or, or just an approach. that's a little bit better. And he doesn't continue to give those up. Um, you know, he's probably not walking people quite as much as, you know, the control issues that he had last year. Um, let me look at, I'm trying to say, but I don't think he's, yeah, he's, 
I think his control looks like just at a glance, his control is better. Um, so, you know, he has hit two batters this year, but he's only walked four in 12 innings. So maybe that's a, you know, a bit of a downside of that as he's getting around strikes zone more, which gets, you know, if it, if he can be hit, it gets hit hard. We'll see. Um, you know, as long as you've got Ryan Helsley doing what he's doing out there, you got Gallegos who has not been locked down, but still fairly effective. Um, whereas, I mean, if it's a high level, if it's a, it's one of those saves that it's a one run game and the three, four, five guys are coming up, you still probably want to go to Helsley instead. And I think Marmol will do some of that. I think we've seen that Marmol is a little bit less wedded to roles than some other managers have been. Um, but especially the way that Helsley's pitching now, I think you almost have to, right? Um, but that said, you know, in the right situations, guy goes is fine. Or if you needed Helsley earlier in the game to make sure it got to the ninth with a lead, then you know you can you're you're fine with guy goes. Um, for the most part, the, the bullpen is fine, right? Knock on all the wood, because again, that was what happened last year. The bullpen pitched well, but it also had to pitch a lot of innings. It hasn't had to pitch the innings like it did last year. I mean, you've got starters going into the sixth um, on a fairly regular basis. Um, you know, Hudson only went forward in two thirds today, but you know, we've had, and of course, Matt's only getting two innings the day before. It doesn't help either, but not only have they gone deeper, I think on the whole as they did than they were doing this time last year. Um, you got a lot more arms out there that can cover and absorb those innings. You got a Palante who can pitch two or three. They've, used Ryan Helsley over two innings fairly regularly, which is pretty amazing, especially the way he's pitching. Um, I don't think you have as much concern about burnout as you did last year where the bullpen was, was good, but you really had those three guys that you had to rely on. And uh, now, I mean, there's still a concern about burnout, especially with Hicks still trying to develop himself out. You, you hope that Adam Wainwright is back for Tuesday night's game. Um, but if not, you know, what, who's pitching that game? We'll see, Michaelis has gone fairly consistently gone into this around the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the, the, could they do with some more depth? Yeah. But, you know, if Flaherty comes along, it's it hard to. I'm sure what the Cardinals are thinking to some degree is look, we've already got five starters when Wayne Wright's healthy and at some point in time, Jack Flaherty's going to be back and then we're going to have six. You know, if we go out and get a pitcher, how does that fit into this picture? And of course they're not going to go out and get a pitcher until like June, late June, early July at the earliest, probably more like the trade deadline of August 2nd this year. Um, but, um, so I'm sure that's part of it. Trying to figure out how that's going to go. And it's not a huge pressing need right now because they are getting good results out of most people. But it's something to watch. I mean, and we'll have to see how those all play out. Um, because it doesn't feel like, I mean, is, again, I'm treading over some ground that we talked on usual. So if you listen to both shows, I apologize to some degree. But we, Russ and I did it probably better over there because, you know, he was talking and not just me. Um, but the depth on the, you know, depth of minor leagues is iffy. Uh of course, you know, again, Matthew Levator is the guy that, much like 
we're seeing with Juan Yepes, and it feels like if that's ever going to happen with Nolan Gorman, it's a guy that if he comes up, he's staying up. So there's going to have to be a significant need for a guy like that. And you figure out what you're going to do, whether that's a, you know, an injury that's going to be a long period of time or, you know, a, a move that has made or whatever. So you've, you've got Libertor, you've got Oviedo who has struggled a bit. He's pitched, pitched a good game, two outings ago. I didn't look at it. I didn't see his last start. Had kind of struggled a little bit early on. Um, you know, he's a guy that can come up and, and still, you know, obviously he has major league experience. Um, still like to see him get that first major league win, right? Even though wins don't mean as much, it would still be nice to see him get it. Um, but I feel like if he's got his control, which I don't know that he does, he's a guy you could put in the bullpen. I, he, to be one of those long guys, I think if he was in the bullpen, he would be a fairly low leverage guy. Um, <laughs> let's see, there's my league stats. Um, just because of the of the control issues, you get a little concerned with that. Um, this year, he has walked 13 in 28 innings, which is a little bit, it's probably a little bit better for him than, than some years. Um, and he's got a 659 ERA, um, which is less than great. Um, he has, let's see. Yeah. Last time out four runs in six innings against, uh, Jacksonville. So he's only had, he's had a, a seven inning, no run outing. He's had a one run, six run out, six inning outing. Everything else in that he's given up at least four runs. Um, you know, if you if you had a pressing need, yeah, I don't think there's any, you know, long term right now for him. So, you know, the depth is not necessarily where we want it to be. Uh, there's no, you know, obvious solution unless it's sleep tour. And then again, you're looking at long term issue. So you're riding with the guys you got right now. Um, when Flaherty comes back, you know, do you see a you see them do what they've done with Hicks, let him start and, you know, kind of work his way up to the, the five, you know, five innings, six innings, seven innings at the major league level. I'm sure he'll get some minor league starts, but you know, do they, I don't want to say rush him, but that may be the best thing. Hurry him back and not waste a lot of those outings in the minor leagues. I don't know. It still feels like he's going to be, you know, mid-June probably before he's we have to worry about it but um you know and then what do you do just you know does Hicks stay in the rotation um do you try to you know tag team those two guys I you know I don't know we'll see how there's still a lot to be determined um but I don't think it's easy as saying go trade for this guy or go ahead and bring Gorman up or things of that nature I don't know that the solutions like that are so easy just because um, of all the things that go along with that, with roster moves and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm honestly a little bit surprised they went with Yepes, um, although I don't know that they had a lot of options. The offense scuffling a little bit probably helped, but you know they've they have made room for him, and I'm not you know at some point in time. Nolan Gorman or Matthew Libertor may force the issue and they'll have to find room for those guys as well. But I think, you know, Cardinals are very hesitant to, to do a lot of that stuff. So um, we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. Um, a lot to, a lot of time left to still worry about that. The Cardinals, 
you know, helps that they're playing in the division with the Reds, I guess. Um, you know, they're going to have some games with the Reds, uh, although, you know, maybe the Reds are now a juggernaut. They've won one, two out of three, um, which is um, when you've only won five games on the year. That's saying something, I guess. Uh, yeah, five, five and 23 right now for the Reds. Um, Cubs still haven't gotten 10 wins. Right, You know, Pittsburgh right now is sitting in third place. Um, the Cardinals have time to figure these things out. As long as they don't, you know, do silly things like losing a lot of games to those three teams, they're going to be able to hang around and, and let this team kind of gel and see what it has. Um, you know, the Brewers have, have off to a good start. Um, and they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be tough all the way around. But with expanded playoffs, again, you know, you hate to say it, but that is, you know, not a motivator for a team like the Cardinals because they can say there's 12, you know, there's, you know, six spots or whatever it is, I guess, um, from the, from the national league, you know, we've got any enough team that we should be right there for that. Um, and if you're not in the top two, you know, it doesn't really, you know, with the Mets playing well, with the Dodgers out there, um, you know, uh, you could argue that chances are they're not, even if winning the division could put them playing in that first rounds. So, you know, they have a chance to, they don't have to get anxious right now and they're not going to, I mean, even if, even if for some reason they needed to get anxious, they probably wouldn't because it's the Cardinals and they're very hesitant and very deliberate about what they do, but they don't have to right now. They can figure it out. And, um, we'll see if they do. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, as, as, as that typical baseball, you know, axiom, as the weather gets warm, maybe the ball will start flying a little bit more, even at Bush Stadium. Um, but hopefully only for the Cardinals. We don't need that for the other side. Unfortunately, it usually works both ways. Um, but get enough pitching. You know, if the Cardinals could beat up on some mediocre pitching and, and get some runs against teams like Pittsburgh and Chicago and the Reds, um, that would be very helpful. And Baltimore, Carl Baltimore comes into St. Louis this week for the first time in a while. You know, they're sitting right now at 11 and 17. Um, not as bad as some Oriole teams have been, but still a team that you would think the Cardinals can take two of three from. Should, right? Um, you, you know, could sweep, but you know, at least two out of three and you do enough of that, you're going to be in the playoff contention pretty much all year long. So all that to say, it's just time to be patient. We just have to be patient. Unfortunately, it's, it's, and I say that as a person that can get frustrated quite easily every night when the, you know, Paul DeYoung goes over three or, you know, Steve Matz gets a bait runs or whatever. And it's like, what, you know, what are we doing? How long do we ride with this? Some of the stuff. Um, but, you know, we're barely a month into the season now. Um, there's still so much baseball left to play. Um, and we, we know, you know, Paul Goldschmidt was a slow starter. He's coming around. There's other things like that. By the time we get to September, there's a lot of what we're talking about right now that isn't even going to be, registering on our radar i imagine um yeah there's some things may and some things won't i mean if if paul young hits one 
25 for the whole year and he's still the starting shortstop in September, then yeah, that's going to be a problem and that's going to be an issue. Um, hopefully we look back and it's like, man, remember how bad April was for him, but he figured it out or figured out something at least. Um, do we expect him to be an all-star? No. Um, and I think, um, you know, he got two hits on Saturday night. That's was nice to see. And then he went over three with an error and have a misplay today. And that's brings him right back. And if he's struggling, you know, we talked, had a lot of talk this off season about how he used to carry a lot of that weight and all that kind of stuff too with him out the field and let things eat, work at him and all that stuff. And he was supposed to be letting that go. Hopefully he is, but if not, I mean, it's just piling up on him right now still. And, you know, right now there's no other options unless you want to start. I know the Edmund to shortstop Gorman up maybe, but I'm still hesitant on that in part because of Gorman strikeout rising for, because, you know, once you start making him play like that, you know, it's kind of permanent. Um, it, it makes, it means you're probably doing some other things around it. And I don't, I just don't think they're at that point yet. So, um, We'll have to wait and see. Um, boy, that's about all I can think to say. And a lot, I feel like all I've said is a whole lot of, well, wait and see, or not a whole lot that you don't already know. But, you know, it gave us a chance to do a show. Um, even it's been a couple of weeks. I hope that we can get this on a, on a regular basis at some point in time. Um, I don't know exactly when Tara's real life issues are going to clear up to let her watch games enough to do the show. I, hopefully they will soon. Um, but you know, until then we'll still try to fill in some with some guest hosts here and there. Um, and again, we may not be every week as we continue to uh, ride this out, but you know, we'll watch the games. You follow the blog, follow the Twitter um, and that way you don't have to listen to me. Maybe you can read through my stuff a little bit quicker uh, than having to listen to me for 30 minutes. But um, thanks for joining me. Thanks for anybody that's made it this far. Um, and we'll talk at you next time. Uh, and until then, good night. Hey, Cardinals fans. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Gateway to Baseball Heaven under podcasts and click subscribe. While you're there, feel free to give us five of those little gold stars or even a quick review. And tune in next time as we break down another week in baseball heaven.